Hey guys! Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Charisma O'Keefe. I am Angelica Yard, and you are here with us. We have been here for five years. We are um, the Black Podcast. If you're looking we for are. Black, this ain't it. But say yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. No matter what you look like, um, but yeah, we are. We are the Black Podcast. We have won some. We have won some Black awards. It's it's pretty yes. great. You know, like I will, one day we will dismantle the conversation about the other podcast. One day we will do it. I'm yeah. just not going to do it today because I'm, I'm already tired from existing as a Black person in America. Yeah, it's it's been a lot. This, this week has already kind of started off pretty crazy. So, like, at the end of last week, I remember I was actually getting ready to do, like, I was going to um, shoot a photo of myself this week kind of, like, being, like, a soft Black girl. And I was going to share it and like put like hashtag like delicate hashtag soft black girl because Lana Del Rey came out and said basically that like Beyonce and a whole bunch of other people that are like, you know, Megan, everybody that's on the charts right now are basically not delicate because she was was like FK. Yeah, like just very random, like pretty much she 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 named like a ton of black girls she named one hispanic girl and then one girl that people think is hispanic which is ariana grande who she's actually italian but a lot of people think she's either like people think she's like mixed with black and white or that she's hispanic like people think that all the time so to i'm thinking to her knowledge a group of women of color and she um pretty much was like yeah why do they get to like make music about and just made it sound like really terrible and also as if like they haven't been making music about these things the whole time like that's what was really confusing to me but she says like when she makes music like let's say like about having sex like well when they do it it's like you know it's effing and this and that whereas like when she does it it's like delicate and being in love and I'm just like what in the like everything she said was so racially loaded it was bananas and then she doubled down on it like three times in the comment section I think even up until yesterday she was still yeah and so I was gonna like post a photo about that and then I was like because I'm still dealing with that in my brain but then like the Central Park situation happens um and so well and also I heard about that lady who drowned her own child and it took her two attempts to do so and she blamed it on two african-american men at random because she knew that like the law would be like oh yeah the black guys probably did it but they caught video footage of her trying to the first time and failing so that's how the only reason they ended up knowing it was her or else if not those two black guys would probably be in custody right now um and then the central park thing happened that blew up kind of a little bit more than the other story so everybody was like central park karen and local like orlando like miami florida okay was it i was wondering i'm 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 shocked that that wasn't like a bigger news story yeah i think it was miami possibly um but yeah and then you know the central park thing happened and then of course the event happened after that that was it, it just has gotten progressively worse this week um and it's crazy because it's literally just like history repeating it's itself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Wednesday. Like I literally keep thinking that like the week is about to be over. Like my friend Morgan was like, yeah, I'm going to have to just unplug this weekend. Like after, you know, work, I'm just going to like 
I, she's like, if you need me, text me. Like, I'm not going to be on the socials. And I was like, yeah, I should have plugged this weekend too. And I'm like thinking like, that's tomorrow. And then I'm like, just kidding. It's Wednesday. <laughs> like, um, Also, like this morning, as of like AM, we were just going through talking about the shooting and the, the racist cops in Minneapolis and how they reacted to the protesters. And another racial incident with three gentlemen who owned a lease or were renting the lease basically in a WeWork in Minneapolis as well were racially profiled for being in their gym and <laughs> just, just that like, morning they just uploaded this and it blew up on twitter and it's on instagram now i'm like you guys this has been the wildest 48 hours the wildest two weeks because yeah prior to that, we have all these other things with ahmaud arbery and uh mm-hmm. Brianna and also with um goodness the allison ronan thing with her coming after chrissy Teigen and uh yeah there's so much happening with with Karen's and Kevin's they're not okay the Chad's the Brad's the Susan's yep and it's you know it's crazy because it's like with the pandemic we're all already going through so much no matter what your situation is even if you are a rich white person you're probably going through something with the pandemic like I'll I'll give you that like everybody's going through something with this pandemic and so you know, like you would think that this would be the time where you'd be like, wow, everyone's really going through it. Like maybe let me lay off my bullshit for a bit, but no, that's, that can't happen. So it's like on top of dealing with the pandemic, like black people are also dealing with this situation that it's just, it's, it's constant. It's like every, every, you know, you can't get through 24 hours without something new happening. And it's, you haven't had enough time to like grieve the last thing that's happened. So it's just like that PTSD. I've, I've heard a lot of my friends talking about how they feel like they have like PTSD at this point when it comes to everything that's going on. Um, and it just kind of like, I mean, I was driving home from, um, from Trader Joe's the other day and we cut through Disney because like, it's, you know, where we live, it just kind of makes sense to cut through Disney. Um, and we're, I was driving and John was in the back seat with the dog and like he, him and the dog like went to that little park while I went shopping. And then like, because it was just raining and we were just kind of like, let's just all go together. So we were driving on the way back. And since there's like a lot of cops in Windermere in Celebration area and in Disney, they don't have a lot to do at the moment. So they're kind of stationed out like everywhere. So I like I'm driving and I was like, oh, my God, like a cop, a cop. And by the third cop, I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's like so many cops. And John's like, it's okay, Like, you're fine. Like, you know, you're driving the speed limit. Like, you know, there's no reason for them to like look at you. Like he's just having to like encourage me from the back seat. But I was like, in my mind, I'm like, man, like instead of letting him sit with the dog, I should have made him like drive or made him sit in the front. Like we should have switched. Like he drives so much because I really don't feel comfortable driving a lot especially like when like when I every time I get behind the wheel of a car like I think about Sandra Bland every time you know so it's just there's just been a lot and it's it's just ongoing and it's just a really like in America it's just everything just sucks like there's just I don't I don't know really how else to say it like it's just a bad week and you know I just kind of wrote on my Facebook I was just like I'm exhausted and that's just how I feel. Like, I just wish that there was, like, a place that Black people could take a vacation away from everybody else and just, like, have a safe space. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's just tiring. And I don't really get what people 
get out of it. I'm like, if you don't like black people, just like move away from them. There's plenty of places where we don't go. Like we don't go to like Wyoming, like, or whatever. I'm like, just go there and like, just leave us alone. Like, it's just, I, I, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, I thought that it'd be great for us to talk about if you are black, like ways to kind of cope. Doesn't matter if you have a business, if you work from home, whatever today, it's just, how to cope with this sort of thing. And, um, and then we will also have some tips for like white people and for people of color that are not black and how the, like how you can help with this, because at the end of the day, like we, the only way that we dismantle white supremacy is together. Like that's the only way we're going to do it. Um, so we have to have all hands on deck and really everybody needs to start getting involved. So starting off with pretty much how you can, deal cope handle this if you're a black person going through this i think one like tool in your tool belt needs to be the ability to unplug and i do think it's really important i wrote the other day um during the last time a video went viral um of a black man being murdered i wrote that i was not going to watch a video that i was not going to share the video and i asked people to stop sharing the video in a way that like it automatically shows i was like if you want to share the video and you feel like you need to share it like maybe you have an audience that's going to have those people they're like well i need to see it blah blah blah. share like an article that has like a link to it but not like one that's going to autoplay because we don't need to number one like his family doesn't need to happen to come onto the internet and see this all over the place but then on the other hand, like other black people, like we don't need to see ourselves being murdered over and over and over and over again. It is giving us PTSD. It is terrible. And I personally think, I know that like some people are kind of on that camp of like, well, other people need to see it so that like they believe us. But I kind of think that white people seeing it over and over again normalizes it and makes it almost seem like it's like not real like if that makes sense yeah um so i don't think that white people need to see it over and over as well i do think obviously sometimes in these cases these videos go viral and that's how we demand justice but i don't think that like i think you can be a white person and say you know what i've seen enough evidence over the last 10 years for me to know like by just hearing the the parts of this case for me to know that this was wrong and I don't need to watch a video. So I don't think you need to participate in watching the video um, for every single case. I think that you can still make something go viral and, and demand like justice without watching the video. So just kind of like knowing what works best for you and kind of knowing, you know, I have friends that will take the weekend off from social or maybe they'll take the week off from social or, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Um, just making sure that you unplug when you need to. I think that's a really big one. Yeah. I mean, that's what content warnings and trigger warnings are for. And I know the brand of humans who uh, enjoy this type of content think that it's some type of highlightization for this this generation of people who don't, who are triggered and obviously use the special snowflakes, et cetera. But this is what those things are for. So if you are going to share that content, first of all, I urge you not to, but if you feel that it's necessary for some odd reason, put it in a comment on a post, like, put several comments like deep, deep, deep into the internet so people don't have to be see it. And also let people know like upfront, like, hey, I'm about to share this information because 
for some reason it's pertinent to my conversation or maybe you've never seen like maybe somebody's just never been into this conversation maybe they're too young and now they're old enough because there are a lot of 19 20 21 year olds who, mm, yeah in the 2010s they didn't live this we did this yeah. was hard every day on twitter every day on facebook i mean ever since the beheading of that soldier i feel like it's been an open go for it yeah. on social media of showing people being killed and murdered in gruesome ways to prove a point and I'm okay with not having to see that content. I understand the power that it has. I understand that it has turned some people that I know personally are more radicalized in favor of like not having this happen to Black people or any people for you know, trans women, et cetera, seeing them murdered. So it, it has helped, but it's 2010. We have had 10 years of this footage. I am okay with like not seeing a single one. I don't think I've watched a video of someone. I think Freddie... Gray may have been my last. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was my like line in the sand and I am done and I am not going to watch this content anymore because it's very harmful for me and it takes a very long time for me to recover from and this is someone who I am not sens- sensitive to gruesome videos or what I like I understand. Same. I, yeah, I'm normally not um, either, yeah. But I don't need to see someone lynch. Like I'm just I'm okay with not seeing that footage. Ever, <laughs> like, I was 2020, I'm like, if I don't see anyone ever get lunch again, I'm okay with not seeing that. I'm fine with that. So, yeah, no one you need to unplug. Know how to filter. Use content filters on social media if you do want to continue using social media. If there are people who are involved in in radicalizing movements or needing to sh- share that information, don't follow those people. Unfollow, snooze people, mute people. Like, there's so many tools now that social media has given us to be able to filter out just so that we can see the content that we want to see not the content we don't want to see so Mm -hmm. just be aware of those tools educate yourself and use those and at all times you have the power to walk away from conversation from a online or even in person i know when we were um maybe the first few incidents obviously because it was so i guess brand new to to caucasians or people white people uh because it was new to me no very much talked by like trayvon martin happening here and it was in Stanford, and so there were so many conversations i would just get up and leave it's like yo you're not having that conversation i don't want to talk to you about it i'm not here and i just so you have that right as well if you're around family members and you feel uncomfortable i know that happens with a lot of mixed people like you don't you can't shoot like white black mixed people uh, or, uh, you know, other races, you can't choose your family and their, their views on it. So if you're quarantined right now at home and your family who is, if you're living prim- uh, primarily with people who aren't Black and they're choosing to injustice media or talk about it or have this conversation and say, hey, I respectfully understand you guys are trying to understand, but I'm not Black and this is damaging to me or any race, I'm going to walk away from this conversation. Don't be offended. I just don't need to yeah in my system right now so that's always an option walk away turn it off stop yeah just you know walking away i think is uh is very helpful with something like this because it is it's it's something like like you said we've been having this conversation forever um i don't really remember a time when i didn't know that this like didn't happen because of emmett till you know what i mean um, I can't remember how old I was when I found out about Emmett Till, but I, I had to have been quite young because I, I really don't remember. I, like, I, I learned about it in layers, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I think my mom first, like, yeah. Layers for your age group. Like, right? Yeah. Like, what I tell my five-year-old is going to be different than when we talk about it again when she's 10, when she's 15. Yes. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So my mom kind of told me, like, when I was really young, and I don't think I really, like, 
the first few times, like I was like, okay, like I was just like, this is something that happened a long time ago and doesn't really sound like it's going to affect my life. Um, but as that conversation kept going, as I got older, I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm starting to understand more about this. And eventually like, you know, you, you have the internet and you realize like you can look this up and learn about this yourself and get even more details. And so, yeah, it's just been a conversation that we've been having for a long time. So it's just, I'm kind of at that point for me personally, um, if I'm going to have like any white friends in my life that want to be my friend, they need to be the type of person already that doesn't need to watch the video because they already know that it was injustice. Like I, I just cannot hold space right now for white people or for non-black people who don't um, understand that. That's not to say that you're a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Like, like Angelica said, a lot of people are just kind of getting into this movement and that's totally fine. But I'm just talking about like my actual close friends in life. Like they need to be people that just already get it because that's where I'm at that I just can't, I can't deal. You know what I mean? Um, obviously like my husband's white, like he's not in here watching videos in the other room of this happening. You know what I mean? Like he hears to be like just getting educated on this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, he hears that it happened and he already knows that it happened. Like he knows that it happened the way that they said, because he has been in like, you know, in this space for a long time and he works in this space and he's like, this is a, a, a continued thing that's been happening for a long time. Um, so again, if you are new to it, like, and you've got to like do the research you've got to do and that's fine. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's like for me in my personal space, that's one of my boundaries right now is just like the, the non-black people in my life already have to get it. Cause I'm just too tired to explain it to them right now. Um, so kind of getting into that next step is self-care. So that's kind of like a bit of my self-care as well. Um, so yeah, self-care is really, really important for black people right now. And honestly, there's not one way to do self-care. That's whatever it looks like to you, whether that's like going for a walk whether it's, you know, reading a book, whether for me, like yesterday, I decided to rewatch like season one of Insecure, because I just wanted to see us like, not in a negative way. And I love Insecure, because like the lighting is just so beautiful, and just like celebrates like black skin and like the black experience. And it's just it's just a wonderful show. I love it. And so I was and I I was just like, I'm just going to go back to like that first season and just kind of sit and watch that and enjoy that. And that was a, a way of self-care for me. Um, but yeah, just like the basic, some of these days, like it can feel so heavy to even just like get up and take a shower and, you know, do like your basic things. Um, so that can be your self-care for the day is like taking a shower, eating some food, you know, because um, it, it, it can get hard. I want to do say like, don't, police other people's reactions to racial injustice. And I've seen other black people do this in comments and, and on people's posts and saying, well, you're taking the day off. How could, especially in the entrepreneur space, specifically yeah. the space, very much a hustle go, black, be black, be better. You gotta work twice as hard, et cetera. But if a person writes in a group that they cannot do their job today, they physically can't, they are emotionally distraught, do not come towards them with any type of hesitancy or negativity and telling them that oh well this way this person like the the comments that we're talking i'm talking about specifically i think the reference was um because harry tubman didn't stop she didn't have time to take the time off and i'm like yo this is not the time to be a infighting at all within our community but b telling another person how to 
react to something that is terrifying, that is horrible, that is, we're already in an, a time where we don't under, like we're already dealing with so much about being involved in a global pandemic that has yeah. happened in over a century that has not like this generation generations prior to us don't understand they don't we don't have many people alive who lived through the last one who could tell us mm-hmm. what happened through it if any people who were actually alive and remember what happened so uh don't come criticizing other black people during this time let them have their self-care moments i um yeah we, it's i think self-care for me is very different i'm one of those people who i'm like just depending on what it is i'm gonna work i'm probably gonna work through it or i'm gonna do something because that's my self-care i'm like i if i just keep going it's for me. I would never tell you to say, why were you watching Insecure yesterday? It's ridiculous. You should yeah. It's, silly. it's so ridiculous to me. So do what you need to do. That, does, that makes total like, sense, though, because that is your personality to, like, work through it. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm going to keep making stuff and try to make as much money as I can so I can take this money and, like, throw it at the causes I need to to get this white supremacy, uh, you know, from the inside out. And it's funny because, like, the first thing, one of the first things I did think of, like, while I was, you know, watching and everything, is I was like really inspired to create, but not in the way that I can do right now during the pandemic. But I was just like, oh, like, I have a project idea. I want black people in front of my camera, but I was like, that's not anything I can do anytime soon. Um, Although maybe I'll get like a really, I might, (laughs) I might get another telephoto lens, and I don't know. Maybe I can shoot from like 10 like feetish away or whatever. I don't know. But yeah, that's like the first thing that came to mind. I was like, I just want to like photograph us and celebrate us and like capture us on camera. But I can't really do that right now. So, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting. Like that's normally how I'd work through things. Like I've done like photo projects in the past and you know, I did a project called Color Me Black and like you actually participated in it and it's in my portfolio. Um, but I basically like use safe paint to um, pour on the skin of different um, tones of black people. And like basically everybody had red, which represented, you know, like the blood that's been shed and like, you know, all the loss that we've had in our community. But then everybody also had two other colors because like together I looked at it as like a war paint and like a celebration of like everything we've gone through. Um, so that sort of thing, like if you can do something creative that is helpful for you, sometimes that can be really healing. Um, so yeah, if there's something that you can, can work on a project you can work on from home during this time, I would definitely say, look into diving into that because in the past that has really, really helped me kind of like work through things emotionally. Um, and then the third point would be to talk to someone. Um, and you know, again, you don't have to talk to someone like immediately, like when you don't feel like talking and you just need some time you know, to relax, whatever, like take that time. But um, talking to somebody when you're ready, having someone that you know you can talk to even. And sometimes it's not even about the talking. It's just like knowing you have that person that is there when when you're ready. Um, so yeah, I think it's important like to have, I think it's important to obviously have other black people that you can talk to about it um, because you don't have to like explain <laughs> where you're coming from. Um, and then honestly, like it's, like having a therapist, I think is, is something oh, that yeah. is really, I think everyone in the entire world needs a therapist. Um, but I especially think that because if you're black and living in America, I think that just because of what we go through 
and you know everything from you know like microaggressions to murder like i think that having a therapist to navigate that space is very important oh for sure um yeah and we're gonna plug in like obviously the places where you can look for black therapists yeah black girls which is number one on my list and we'll put a link in the show notes for them not only is it a podcast but they also have a directory where you can find a black therapist that can work with you um so i definitely would recommend doing that immediately asap as soon as possible if you do not have a therapist just because we are navigating so much right now and it's important to have someone outside of your circle to talk to you about the things you're internalizing because we internalize so much as minorities and marginalized people that we don't understand until we have time to sit and talk that out so yeah so those are the three things that we think that you know would be really beneficial to utilize right now um, if you are a black person in America or abroad because I know that you know, I see like our UK friends like are hurt obviously by this as well. And then obviously they have things going on in their country as well. Um, so just wherever you are around the world, anybody who's black, who is kind of dealing with these emotions and these feelings, these are three steps that you can take that hopefully will help you. And if you have more, please, um, send them to us and we'll share them on Instagram so that other people have those resources as well. Now we're going to kind of switch gears and get into some things that white people and non-black people can do to help move, um, this movement forward so that this is something that we can actually put behind us one day because we cannot dismantle white supremacy unless we are all working together to do so. So the first thing would be, if you are white or if you are a non-black person, you need to educate yourself on everything to do with all of this. Um, and the way to do that is not to go to your black friend and ask them for a history of the world and their life experiences and etc. But it is Google, which is free and right in front of you and very easy to use because the information is there and there are so many groups and so many individuals as well who have shared information for years and years and years about this whole experience and it's very easy to google like what books do i need to read and things like that and we can link some books as well we'll link some books in in the show notes but there's a million books on it like like basically it's like one of those things where it's like the book has already been written you just need to read it and actually commit to saying, I want to learn about this. And I can, I'll share like the experience like of my mother who is a white woman. So like she literally like had these, you know, these three black kids and my mom was very much like racism is over because I'm not racist and I'm white and I'm like, you know, middle-class upper middle-class. So nobody else should be racist. Like she just thought that it was such a very rare occurrence that it would like, not be something that would happen very often, you know? Um, Emmett Till happened five years before she was born. And like, she does have, I think, a, a bit of a memory of MLK being shot. But like, her family's reaction was like, oh, this is so terrible. So she just thought like, this is how all white people think. And so like, I remember, I guess she told me that my dad had told her like, that's not how life is. And my stepdad also told her that's not how life is. And at one point, like she had never really seen it firsthand, but one time her and my stepdad were in the car and they were arguing and it was not a big deal. They're just having like, you know, a marital spat and the, like they get pulled over by the cops. They're already like parked. You know what I mean? Like they're in like a, 
uh, parking lot and they're already parked and a cop pulls it like comes up behind them and like comes up and he's like asking my mom like is everything okay ma'am like is everything and, like just really getting in their business and like whatever and my mom was like freaking out because she was just like yeah we're just arguing like what are you like we're not screaming at each other like you know what I mean like you're just inside the car like arguing and so he was like trying to arrest my stepdad and everything it was like a whole thing luckily everybody came out okay but it obviously really opened up my mom's eyes to like the realities that black people go through and it's not something that probably she would have seen unless she was you know a mother of black children you know what i mean like it, like it could have very easily been something that she never experienced um yeah. and so from there she's had to go and educate herself because i mean my brothers and i were you know we were on the come up so we didn't even know all that like it's not like we needed to be the ones to educate her like she's the parent you know so she's had to like, and this was before the Googles. Um, so she lit literally just started getting involved like in the black community here in Orlando and just kind of became like a regular fixture in Paramore. She actually got a job as an art teacher, like working down in Paramore. And so she could just kind of like see and like just kind of take things in, you know, as best she could. And then she also talked to other white people who like worked in close proximity to black people who were like basically like all people like working in the Paramore area and that sort of thing. So you know, by doing that, she educated herself. Again, it's a lot easier to do today. Um, but it's it's still a continuous education because she, you know, it's, she's a white person, like she's got to keep learning about this stuff. So, you know, she'll, she'll go and she'll look online when, and just kind of like, continue that education and continue reading and continue, you know, seeing what she can do to always like better herself and show up as an advocate for my brothers and I and for the black community at large. So, you know, again, I think it's something that it's like, most white people are going to have to do some work. Like you probably, unless you maybe are in a situation where like one of your parents is black and you grew up like only around black people or something, like you're probably going to have to like do some work to educate yourself on like what's going on because you're just not going to know innately. You know what I mean? Like you're going to, you just have a completely different worldview and you might have a black friend in your life. I remember my mom, she used to say like she had a black friend in college when her best friends were black and her friend never told her any of this. And so she was like, she always thought everything was fine. Cause she was like, well, my friend never told me any of it. And I was like, well, yeah, your friend never told you because it's exhausting to tell white people stuff. Like you don't want to just be like, Hey, by the way, white friend, let me tell you all about all the struggles I have. Cause you don't know if they're going to be like, Oh, well, is that true? Or if they're going to question you or whatever. So it's like, you can't just like rely on the black people in your life to like educate you on things. Like you need to go and seek that knowledge for yourself now more than ever. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like, I went to predominantly black or either like white schools like there was never an in-between it was either there's mostly white people in these private schools or there's only black people and maybe one or two white people um, atlanta's and, strange you know, uh yeah so i'm sure it's different now because there's definitely been an influx of cultures of east asian people i know have taken over a whole like have come in and kind of created this whole culture in the space in some of the places where i did go to school so i'm sure if i went to school in those areas now it would have looked differently because there'd be actual other people other than black and white but very much i went to smaller private schools we didn't have the kind of money to go to the marist and the pace academy so we went to smaller like christian usually church schools um that were a little bit more affordable and usually those churches were either predominantly white or predominantly black so whatever the case was that's the schools we went to and it was all over metro atlanta so i didn't really have you know i didn't grow up with a white mom my mom's black family's black they're black it's black 
So when I watch Mixed Dish, it's so funny. I think about your mom as the Zach Morris character. (laughs) Yeah. Like for Christmas, except it was, you know, the 90s and not the 80s. You were Bo. And (laughs) your brothers are literally like Santa Monica. Yes. Like, honestly, yeah, some of that personality checks out. Truly, like, all of these personality traits are your family. And I'm like, you know, just so I can see from the perspective of the writing and that of having the white person's perspective who's married or in a situation where they have black kids or a black spouse and how he uh, consistently is always being educated. He's been married to this woman for how long? They have three kids and he still never understands. I think that's what white people have to understand. It doesn't matter how long you've been in a relationship with a person of color. It doesn't matter how long you've had black people as your family uh you just you'll never understand the plight there'll never be enough time for you to learn how that works so definitely seek out those sources uh obviously as always i feel like we're gonna talk about um tanisha 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 coats singing girls i don't even know i'm like i can't express anyone else who talks about the plight of a black person so eloquently yeah to me between the world between the world and me was a like it was it was shocking it was a game changer and actually again speaking again to like white people educating themselves my cousin who lives in baltimore who is white she is actually the one who told me to read that book because he is, uh, you know, obviously like a, a author who was born in Baltimore. Um, so she was like, you've got to read this. This will be like a game changer. You will love this. And I read it and I was just like, wow. Like I pretty much just want to, when white people are like, Hey, let's grab some coffee. I want to be like, want to be my friend? Here's this book. After you read it, we can be <laughs> friends. <laughs> like, because it just explains so much in you know, a way that I can't and in a way that's heartbreaking, but it's real. And it's just, oh, yeah, he's phenomenal. And that's definitely a good place for white people to start when it comes to, you know, reading about the black experience for sure. The second thing that we uh, suggest you try is talking to your inner circle, because your circle is the reason why white supremacy is continuing. The people who are in your circle, you have the opportunity to impact those people so I like we can't do anything like I can yell into it and blue in the face at a white person and say this is why this is why and they will never understand because I'm different from them they do not understand my plight they don't get it they will make excuses you people who have the other you know the, the people who voted for Trump da, 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 I just heard so many excuses I feel like after the election about like I can't control my family I can't control yeah do a lot of that it just what I can't not talk to my parents. We have Thanksgiving. Like Thanksgiving would be so awkward. That was the biggest one because it was obviously after election. Like I don't want to get into it because Thanksgiving. SNL did a few skits about it and it was all funny and hee hee, haha. Well, clearly four years into this presidency, we see the issues that we have, and that doesn't mean that there weren't issues before in the previous presidency. It just means that you have not done anything on your end to help move the needle and you've been complacent and you thought that talking about it was too political and it was too hard for you and what was me i am a black woman i don't like i will scream until i'm blue in the face about queer issues about issues with indigenous people about accessibility those things don't affect me directly like i don't i'm not affected by accessibility problems however i will go toe-to-toe with whomever about accessibility because i think it's ridiculous that we live in a country where we do not respect people because of the issues that they have medically and physically that they did not ask for that you know how you yeah. do that for me 
it shouldn't be any easier, harder for you to do it on behalf of black people. Like, I just don't understand. And also it's like kind of in that same vein. It's like, that's something that like learning about like accessibility and everything. Like that's something that I feel like I'm constantly learning new stuff about, you know? And like people act like it's so hard to learn about. And I'm like, honestly, the way that I learn about it is I just followed a whole bunch of people that have different disabilities and I just listen to the things they say. I don't ask them anything because I'm like, I don't need to like, if I if I have a specific question, I can look at Google. Um, I do have a good friend who has lupus who like, if I did want to ask her a question, we have the type of friendship where I probably could ask her that question. But I would first start with being like, hey, do you have the time and the space to talk about lupus today before I like dive right in but honestly like I I'd google it first and honestly just by like she was sharing I already knew about the spoon method but she shared like a ton of great information about the spoon method and what really like shook me is that she after she shared like a post about it then she throughout the day told us like the different things that take up her spoon. So just kind of like we could see a day in the life of like her, like using up her spoons. And I was like, that's like, that's ingenious. Cause I've read about, like I've read about the method. I know about the, you know, I know all about it, whatever, but I've never seen it done in that way. And that's something that only somebody like with a disability would be able to do that. So yeah, just like making sure if you're white and you don't know anything about the black struggle at all, you probably have no black people that you have in your life or that you take influence from like around the internet so like first things first like go open up your instagram and follow some black people and kind of just you know and and other people too by the way like you should have some diversity on your timeline um so you know that's like one thing that you can do and then make sure that you are you know turning around in those conversations that you see us having like make sure you're having those conversations with your core group because it doesn't really matter like there's certain people that it's just like we can talk till we're blue in the face and they just will not listen. But you say the same damn thing to them. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, a white person said it to me. So I'm going to listen. Um, yeah, it's just not difficult to support causes of other people. Like I just I'm physically unable to hear those excuses anymore. It is um, Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Orlando right now is doing takeout for Asian American and Pacific Island businesses. It's the last week. They're literally asking for a week. I knew about it. It never in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm not going to take out from Asian owned. You know what I mean? Like I did, I wasn't like, oh, this is going to be so difficult for me to talk about with anybody else. Or I can't explain why this is Asian American and Pacific Island owned businesses were affected in this pandemic greater than other businesses because people are racist, like because of racism, because of white supremacy. took no seconds for me to correlate these two things of like I'm going to support this cause and if I need to educate somebody on it I can I can talk to the people in my circle as to why this is important I don't I just I can't physically understand why and I have yeah I have a hard time understanding like the whole Thanksgiving concept because I don't understand wanting to have Thanksgiving with people who are racist like I, I truly don't understand. Like but I they're get their grandparents and their uncles and aunts. And they so like my thing is is like I get that whatever. like you can't choose your family, and I understand that you're there's a good possibility that you can have people in your family that either are out like like just straight out racist, or maybe that say racist like like you know say like things under their breath that like you're kind of like what the heck. Um, so I completely understand that like that that might happen in your family, and it isn't your fault that that person exists and is related to you. However, um, I too have people in my family because half of my family is white and I have people on the white side of my family who have said and done racist things. 
guess what happens during Thanksgiving? I don't eat with them uh, because I'm black. So it's like, there's no, oh, like, you know what? No, like, I'm not going to eat with you. You're a racist person. You're saying racist nonsense. I'm not going to speak to you. We're not going to eat break bread together. Like, there's just not like when you're black, there's just no gray area with that. Right. But like, it's mind blowing to me, like, cause I feel like if my aunt would, would she did say stuff about Mexican people or anybody else, like it would be the same response. You know what I mean? Like it would be like, that's not okay. So it's just mind blowing to me that like, there's so many white people that are like, well, you know, they said this and that, but you know, they're my so-and-so. So like, I just want to keep the peace for the holidays. Like, well, then your holidays are shitty. And so are you. I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. So getting into that third step before I get even more honest, um, the third step is getting politically active. So if you this whole time have been like, oh, I really don't like politics. Oh, I don't like to get involved with politics. Oh, I just like to stay neutral. That means that you are reeking of privilege and you don't have the empathy to care about what's going on to all of the people around you, not just black people, but everybody around you. You just have so much privilege that you can't get your head out of your own, you know, where to just look around and be like, wow, everything isn't about me. And maybe I should help some other people being like apolitical about this stuff. It's just, no, we're not doing that anymore. Like that's just lazy and we just don't have time for it in 2020. Like the world is on fire. You need to step up and do something. So basically there's a million ways to get involved politically. Um, obviously like you can just Google Black Lives Matter and there's a ton of resources there. Uh, we're actually having a rally here in Orlando, but I don't know if I'm going to go because the whole obviously safety yeah <laughs> yeah so and it is white people that are putting on this rally uh, i do believe i'm okay yeah um but i was like yeah if y'all want to go out like i think you know it'd be safe like you know they said they're gonna do six feet and stuff like that but i'm just kind of like mm, you know i don't i don't know if i'm gonna do all that but yeah there's i mean you can also support rallies right now like from home like you know just posting information, posting links, just kind of like letting people know that you're like there in solidarity, like in spirit or whatever. Um, but when the world opens back up, you obviously like, I think going to like, if you're white, I think you should go to Black Lives Matter rallies. I think that honestly, you should stand close to the front of them so that when the cops come, they don't try to kill everybody because they won't kill you. Like that's, you know, like that's just like, we've seen that time and time again, like you can literally go into a church and you can murder black like elders and they won't kill you they will just like get you mcdonald's and yeah, like they take you to burger king yeah and, they, and like, escort you, you out exactly and be like are you okay yeah um, so, or you can go and bring you know semi-automatic weapons into a capitol building and they would just they'll like, just do it. they'll be fine with it so yeah. i really think that if you are white you should go to you know, different rallies that support black people and you should try to stand near the front or stand like where the cops are. And, you know, if the cops are talking, like you can kind of like talk on, you know, I don't want to say behalf of the group because that sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Like just kind of being there to be that in between so that you're kind of standing between the main group and you're like, Hey, you need to put your weapons down and relax and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that there's just so many different ways to get involved. You don't like if that's not your thing, like there's other ways to get involved. But um, yeah, you need to be politically active, you need to be voting. <laughs> because the reality is, is like, who we have in every office, there's there's more than one office, a lot of people act like president is the only office that matters. There's a lot of offices. And 
all of these different positions, like there's people screwing us over on every level. And by us, I actually do mean all Americans and not just black people. Like, like these people do not have Americans best interests at heart. That's very clear. Um, but yeah, getting politically active, making sure that you're registered to vote, register other people to vote and talk to people about voting. I've seen a lot of white people already being like, I'm not going to vote because the person that I like is not in the running. And so I'm just not voting. And honestly, like, I feel like that is kind of a cop out because I feel like at the end of the day, even if you feel like you're voting between the lesser of two evils, like I do believe that you should vote for who you think has the best chance of running the country effectively. And then from there, you keep them responsible. Like that's the thing about politics. Like you don't just like vote and then walk away. Like you continue to be engaged and you say, you know, president, whoever, we need you to do A, B, and C. You need to make sure you're doing this. You need to make sure you're doing that. These people work for us. People in politics work for us. But if we don't hold them accountable, then they just run amok, do whatever they want, spend money like however they want, and everything becomes terrible, like it is. Because I think most Americans right now are not involved in politics, really. I mean, they like like to yell about them and argue, but they don't actually like do anything. They don't actually like get involved. And getting involved and, and making the system work better and work for us is how we combat a lot of issues, obviously racial justice, but, you know, a lot of things will improve if we are politically active and if white people that have the right frame of mindset are politically active. Basically. I mean, I also like, if you don't want to vote for president, there's still so many other things on the ballot. Like I get so confused for people like I'm not voting for president. I'm like, there's also vice president. I feel like they don't know that. Yeah. On your ballot than just the, presidential election like friends i wonder if they've ever voted because yeah i don't i don't think that they know that because i feel like some people have just never voted i'm like it's it's this is wild to me there are so many like laws local laws uh like court like local supreme court i don't know what the actual term like it's yeah there's like a low you know what i mean like your high court if you're oh yeah and then there's like just and it's not even just people it's like straight up questions like do you think oh yeah like they're like Like, you think weed should be legal yeah (laughs) Do you think that people who are incarcerated should be able? That was one of the biggest things that was on the last yeah. like, large election that has obviously passed and gone to the Supreme Court and been fought. And like now they've said you can't have fees, et cetera. But that wouldn't have happened if people hadn't gone to vote. Like I'm so confused by I don't want to vote for Joe Biden because he told me I wasn't black on the Breakfast Club. Okay, cool. Have a great day. Question mark. <laughs> I'm so confused. I boom. Yeah. So, yeah, just get involved, you know, get out there, get politically active. Again, there's a million ways to do it. We will post some resources on the podcast. But if you go back to that step one, where it's the educating yourself, aka doing the Googles, um, you're going to find a lot of information. I mean, there's literally so many ways to help so many ways to be involved. I think that we've named kind of like some of the more like, ones that are like, really like, in your face, like, getting physically like to a place or whatever, but there's even stuff you can do like easily from home. There's letter writing, there's calling. I mean, there's literally so many things like no matter what you, what type of person you are, like what you enjoy or whatever, there's a way to get involved with helping black people fight racial injustice and ending white supremacy um, from, you know, wherever you're, you're at. 
Um, Most of the time it's a donate button. Like just take Yes, that as well. Ex- and exactly. Mm-hmm. You can do it from your phone in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get out of bed and do that. So, so if you have any other um, tips, whether that be for non-Black people when it comes to getting involved or whether it's for Black people when it comes to coping, uh, be sure to message us or comment on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. On Instagram, we are Heart and Hustle Podcast. Facebook, we're Heart and Hustle Podcast. And Twitter, we are Heart Hustle Pod. And we're not going to debate with you, so. Yeah, don't, please don't come for that. We have a lot going on in life. I will just straight block you if you're coming to debate me. I'm not, no, no thanks. We're good. I'll name, shame, and block. Yes, yes, straight up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, friends. All right. Stay safe, stay indoors. Uh, Clearly we're in hurricane season. All tropical storms are happening. So stay safe. If you're here in Orlando, wherever you are, if you're in Minneapolis and you're going out, please be safe. Like, don't, I can't imagine the things that these protesters are, are facing. So just take care of yourself. Get your, your gallons of milk with you because I'm here. There's tear gas. I just. Yeah. yeah. Everyone stay safe and, you know, reach out. If you need to talk to someone, we are here too. So uh, just, you know, Take care of yourself. Take care of everyone around you if you can, if you have the spoons or a full cup. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.